Welcome to the Natural Health for People and Pets podcast, a show that aims to empower you with the knowledge and tools needed to take control of your own health and well-being, as well as providing health-promoting strategies for the dogs in your life. The world of health and nutrition can be overwhelming, so what better way to understand what works and what doesn't, what's evidence-based and what's not, than to hear it from someone in the know? So, please welcome your host of the show, accredited naturopath and nutritionist, Narelle Cook. Welcome back to Natural Health for People and Pets. I'm co-host of the show, Glenn Cook, but I'm going to introduce the host of the show, Narelle Cook, who's going to also introduce our special guest. Hello, everyone. We have a really exciting show for you today, and we are very excited and privileged and fortunate to be able to speak to Dr. Christopher Lee, who is the veterinary director of CBD Vets Australia. CBD Vets is literally Australia's first veterinary service where pet owners can legally access medicinal cannabis under the care of an Australian registered veterinary practitioner. To give you a quick background on Dr. Lee, he has been a small animal veterinarian for over 30 years. He's certified as a veterinary acupuncturist, which we just love. And we've spoken about the huge benefits of acupuncture on the show before. He has a keen interest in small animal surgery, orthopedics. He's recently been to the University of Tennessee to gain his canine rehabilitation practitioner certification And Dr. Lee runs his own veterinary practices in South Australia, where he and his amazing team specialize in pet rehabilitation, regenerative medicines, including the advanced pain care techniques. So I'm guessing, Dr. Lee, that's where your interest in the clinical application of CBD for pets came about with your pain care techniques. But welcome. There's so much we've got to talk about today. I know this is a really big topic for a lot of pet owners. I get a lot of emails every week from pet owners asking me about options for not only chronic pain, but stress, anxiety, epilepsy, you know, all things that CBD comes to mind for. So there's lots of things that we can cover today, but I don't know if there's anything else you want to say as an introduction. Maybe we can just begin by outlining what is CBD. And one of the main questions I get asked is what's the difference between CBD and something like hemp seed oil? Thank you very much for having me on your show today, Narelle. Very excited to be here. Yes, that's uh, very good questions. I guess uh, just a bit more about what I'm about. I've been a vet for a long time now. And, you know, animals give so much to us as, uh, as human beings, as, as owners and uh, parents. And when you think of what they can do for us and what they've done for us, really pain control becomes something that's very close to most veterinarians' focus and heart because we know that pain causes so much issues. And as a result, through my career, I've always been very interested in trying to, you know, look after our pets the best possible way. And their quality of life translates to a lot more joy that we see from them. And of course, it brings so much benefits to our health and our joy as well. And they become part of our family. And that's why it's so absolutely important that we look after our furry friends. My journey's gone through a long a long way, I guess, 30 years of a long way. And being a surgeon as well, like my passion is in surgery, we do cause a lot of pain in surgery. So I'm always looking at advanced techniques of pain relief to look after our patients post-surgery and for their whole life, even just for chronic pain, for arthritis and things like that. So obviously, straight away, when I graduated back in 91, I qualified pretty much immediately with the International Vet Acupuncture Society with acupuncture in 92. And then uh, my journey went on to a surgical uh, learning episode for five years in the UK. And then I came back to Australia. We promptly got into stem cell therapy and regenerative medicine. So that's another form of painkiller and healing that's super important. And then, of course, uh, rehabilitation has led me down a big rabbit hole of different technologies, including electrical stimulation, TENS, ultrasound, shockwave therapy. And and of course, CBD came along. Straight away, my ears perked up and uh, went and explored it. So CBD is actually, stands for cannabinoids, and they are extracts or active ingredients of the cannabis part. Cannabis, of course, is the most well-known for its marijuana, which is cannabis sativa. And that uh, has a very high level of THC in it, which is the psychoactive component of cannabis. But then CBD, which is cannabidiol, 
And these names are just crazy because there's a lot of different names that are very similar sounding. CBD itself is actually also a cannabinoid, part of the marijuana plant, but it does not have the psychoactive components. And it also has a lot of the health components of the cannabis plant, which on looking into it, and I'm sure your listeners and uh, readers know, it probably has a hell of a lot of benefits that uh, makes it sound as if it's the panacea of all illnesses in the world. And in many ways, it can be. So, yeah, so that's my journey down into why I'm here now talking about a CBD oil. It is an extract of the uh, cannabis plant. We do not have to be worried about CBD being addictive. It is not. It does not give us the high that marijuana does either. And it is uh, extract of the leaves and the stalk and the flowers of the cannabis plant, but not the seed. And this is where the other confusion is when we have cannabis seed oil. That actually has no CBD or THC in cannabis seed oil. That is actually just a nutritional supplement like olive oil would be high in omega-3, omega-6 fatty acids and vitamins and minerals, but uh, none of the medicinal benefits of the cannabis plant itself. And I think that's a big point of confusion for a lot of people and pet owners is hemp seed oil is heavily promoted and there's a lot of misinformation and mismarketing around hemp seed oil versus CBD. So uh, it's great to clarify the difference between the two. And it's good for pet owners to know. I mean, hemp seed oil has enormous nutritive and health benefits, as you mentioned. And I guess because they are different, if a pet owner does have their pet on hemp seed oil for general health and well-being, they can still incorporate CBD under the care of a vet. That's right. And CBD itself is a fascinating uh, compound. Certainly, uh, I've been ordering my CBD from CBD Vets Australia. And the reason I've done so is that it's pretty much pure. And mm. that is uh, something that's really, really important. That means I get predictable results when I use it. And CBD itself has been shown to have painkiller activity, in some cases, similar to codeine, which is uh, opioid. So that's a, a phenomenal uh, result. It's got antioxidants in it. it it's neuroprotective. It's been used in epilepsy treatment and has been shown in several clinical trials to be beneficial for epilepsy and also registered in the human field for it. CBD has also been neuroprotective, so we do know that it has benefits and there is uh, studies done with dogs with degenerative myelopathy, which uh, unfortunately some dogs will suffer from, where the nerves degenerate in the spine. It's been used for intervertebral disc disease. So neurologically, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful drug for pain and neuroprotection. Um, it's got other benefits, such as it's found to be anti-cancer. And recently this year, this research done as an antibiotic as well. Its potential benefits are pretty much limitless, really, um, from what I can tell. But ultimately, the other small benefit that comes with CBD oil is that it actually makes our pets feel more settled because it does have a mood balancing effect. So CBD is interesting because it's really... Uh, the science behind it's not really well understood. It's got to do with the endocannabinoid system, which is a neural hormonal pathway system that's not very well known in, at all. And it's really important that this system regulates our balance in our body. So it balances our mood and uh, hormones and uh, abilities to control inflammatory responses and certainly in humans, they're investigating it in many autoimmune diseases, including IBD. It's a fascinating compound, but to be fair, a lot of it is unknown. And while it's been proven to have benefits, how effective are these benefits that's yet to be discovered? And what dose rates we need to get the effects is still completely unknown. It is pretty much venturing into a little bit of unknown territory when we start talking about CBD oils, but there's plenty of proven benefits about how it actually works, what dose rate we need. Most of that is still uh, under investigation. We do know a couple of things, though. We do know that it's a great painkiller. We do know that it's good for epilepsy, and we do know that it is a good mood-balancing product as well. And being neuroprotective is also good for any nerve degeneration issues. 
Sounds like CBD is the new turmeric because turmeric in the past has been touted as the elixir to every sort of health condition. We actually started, Glenn and I started on the journey of CBD because of one of our French bulldogs, you know, with spinal issues, which is certainly not uncommon in the breed. So we've touched base with CBD Vets Australia, which has been wonderful. And I'll talk a little bit more about how people can get in touch at the end of the show. But one of the other benefits I've read that people may not think of, and I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this, Dr. Lee, is for allergies, because a lot, you know, so many dogs suffer from varying degrees of atopic dermatitis or just, you know, food allergies, environmental allergies. And it makes sense to me that CBD may potentially play a role in providing relief for those dogs, being such a potent anti-inflammatory agent, you know, helping to calm the nervous system or the immune system, helping to just reduce that angry inflammation and sort of redness topically. And even the disruption that chronic, quite severe allergies can have in terms of quality of life, but, you know, disrupting sleep, creating anxiety, creating more compulsive behaviours in dogs. Is that something that you've used it for or had any case studies that you've come across in the use of CBD for allergies in dogs? I must admit I haven't used it for allergies in dogs because there are so much more other products that are so effective and proven with allergies. In the veterinary world, we tend to use what we know has been proven and successful and safe. And when we run out of ideas and we do not have any other options, then we start reaching out to more experimental or more unknown products such as uh, CBD, which are still being investigated thoroughly. So with allergies, I haven't specifically gone to CBD as a treatment for allergies, basically because we've got so many other super effective treatments for it that can be very effective. There is a very strong anti-inflammatory component uh, because that's the second component after the neurology, the nervous system that CBD works on. And that's why there's investigations into inflammatory bowel disease and allergies at the moment. It's certainly a benefit, it's certainly a help, but exactly how great that help, once again, is is a big question at the moment. And certainly a lot more investigations need to go into it. And the beauty about CBD, which I probably haven't mentioned yet, is that it's extremely safe. So there's very little harm that can be done with CBD by adding it onto other allergy forms of treatment and certainly can reduce uh, use of uh, medicines if you're using CBD as well at the same time for allergic conditions. You raise a good point. You're saying that CBD is very safe, but there still are a lot of unknowns, as you indicated, which brings me to you know a concern that I have for pet owners who do have dogs in chronic pain states and they go online and they just start Googling CBD oil and they might buy something that comes in from overseas, for example, because not as tightly regulated in countries like the US. So what are your concerns about people who are just buying a product marketed as CBD from the internet? Yeah, look, there's a lot of stuff out there. I've even seen things in supermarkets with CBD on it. And I think that even, what, uh, about three years ago, there was a massive study done in America about nutraceuticals. I think they investigated over 200 nutraceuticals for human use. And these were things like omega-3 fatty acids, uh, chondroitin, glucosamine, you know, just your normal supplements that are in the human field. And unfortunately, they found most of those compounds did not have what they, or most of those products on the shelves did not have what they claimed was in it. Some of them had zero active ingredients and others actually had 20 times too much, which is actually toxic. And that's on products that are well-recognized brands and it was independent of price or branding what they found in these nutraceuticals. So it could have been your big brands that were selling these uh, products that we're all aware of. So when it comes to CBD oil, a lot of it, there's no guarantees that you're getting what you're asking for. And certainly what we as veterinarians would use would be to try to get the pure ingredients. So, and that's really important because there's no point buying something which may or may not have any active ingredients in it. And the second problem with it is how is this product made? What toxins are in it or what impurities are in it? And how was it even manufactured? So CBD oil, cannabinoid extractions, there are about three or four different ways and people can, you know, extract it using solvents and petroleum type products uh, like alcohol or various solvents like that. And when they do that, we have found petroleum toxins in the end of the distillate section. 
The cheaper ways of doing it is to extract it with olive oil, for example. But once again, you know, pesticides and poisons that might be on the plant or in the process that's not been purified. The cleanest and most accurate, safest way of extracting it is with a carbon dioxide extraction system, which is also the most expensive, but it is the cleanest and purest CBD oil that you can get. And then they need to be analyzed to make sure that the product has no purity in it and no toxins in it. And most of these products out in the market, because it's in the over-the-counter products, just like your supplements in America, they're not regulated. So there's no requirement for them to prove that what is in it is really, what they say is in it is what really is in it. So I have a lot of clients that come to me and guiltily look at me and say, oh yeah, but I've got some CBD and I've used it on my dogs and it doesn't work. And I'll go, well, it's probably not pharmaceutical grade and we do need to use pharmaceutical grade products to be safe and effective. And when I tell them about the price of CBD, the eyes boggle and they go, well, that's not how much I paid for mine. I said, well, why don't you try these for a couple of weeks and come back to me? And invariably they all come back and say, oh my God, it's amazing. My dog's different now. It's so much more happier. It's less painful. Obviously what I was giving before was, was rubbish. And I was like, yeah, well, that's, that's usually the case. So it's really important that we get our drugs from a reputable source that is pure and that has active ingredients that it claims it has. And also, while it is extremely safe, there are side effects and every animal can have side effects to different products. And if you do not know the concentration of what you're giving, then the risk of getting into an adverse reaction as well becomes much greater and it may not be the cbd itself that's poisonous it may be that it could be interacting with other medications your pets are getting or the toxins maybe and that could cause some serious side effects it's quite sad that in trying to do the right thing by their pets you know a lot of pet owners can be inevitably doing harm to them i mean we're quite lucky to have quite strict regulations in australia through the tga which as you mentioned is a lot more lax in the us with the supplement side of things So I guess one of the risks is not just whether the CBD that someone buys offline is contaminated or, you know, they may not know the accurate dose or the dosage given is for humans and people may not know how to accurately dose that down appropriately for the dog or how to introduce it to the dog in a way that, you know, is titrated up in a safe and effective manner. So there's a lot of things that I guess people don't realise need to be taken into account, you know, the health status of the dog, like you said, any medications that they're on, any other health conditions that they're suffering from. So really, people do need to be under the care of a vet who understands CBD to do it in the most safest way possible for their dog. That's right, Norella. The thing about medications that we have to remember is that a lot of medications are actually sourced from nature, paracetamol, aspirin, a lot of medications that we use for heart disease and so forth, they are all naturally occurring compounds that has been purified, experimented on thoroughly, and then marketed as a medication for, you know, whatever, heart disease or or whatever it may be. And because they've been thoroughly experimented, we know exactly their side effects and their uh, benefits and their risks of using it. Products that are fairly new onto the market that's going through all this research, for example, like CBD, a lot of experimentations going through it. It has been registered as safe levels for certain usage, but certainly for us in uh, the veterinary field, because it's not been licensed specifically, there isn't any real published material saying that you can use CBD oil but you can't use it with X, Y, or Z, or you can't use it, you know, because the experimental studies haven't been there yet. Mm. So because of that, using pharmaceutical-grade products, which we know are pure, means that we can carefully titrate our doses up, as you mentioned, to make sure it doesn't act with anything else that your pet might be getting. And as a result of that, we can use it extremely safely with all the wonderful effects and none of the side effects because we're always watching out for those. We don't really know what the uh, long-term usage of CBD oil is is going to to result in with animals. But certainly the toxicity trials are 
very, very safe. And people that are using it are understanding that it is a, is a non-licensed product. In other words, it hasn't been regulated to be said that it's definitely safe in animals. And we do have to use it at our own risks because of that. And we have to use it cautiously and report anything that may be abnormal back to your vets if, uh, if, if you see anything at all. But from my experience of it, and I've been using a fair bit of CBD now for over a year, and I've got quite a few animals on it for quite a while, I've not seen a serious side effect at all. The benefits is brought to pets that are on it, especially older pets or pets that are in pain, is tremendous because unlike a lot of painkillers that we have in the veterinary field that are toxic to the uh, kidneys, CBD oil is completely safe in kidney disease. So it gives us an opportunity to use painkillers that are non-addictive because CBD is not addictive, it doesn't develop tolerance either, so it doesn't mean that you need to keep increasing your dose over time like you would with narcotics. So there's a lot of benefits in CBD oil, bearing in mind it's still a non-registered, non-licensed product, and it is used at your own risk. But under careful supervision, it's very, very safe and very, very beneficial. I guess there's a lot of medications used in the veterinary world that are off-label and, you know, there is still a lot of those unknowns hanging over them, for example. But a question I often get asked from pet owners is their pet has a chronic pain condition. Their vet has told them that they need to go on something, whether it's meloxicam or gabapentin, you know, for the rest of the dog's life. So how would a pet owner make that decision about, you know, what's more indicated, whether, you know, CBD is right for their dog or whether something like gabapentin is the better approach? Is there a thought process that you go through in a situation like that? Well, it's a, it's a complicated one. And once again, gabapentin is also a product that's not licensed for use in dogs or cats either. So uh, it falls under the same sort of category. And it really does depend on coexisting diseases in the pet. You know, it could be cognitive dysfunction syndrome, whereby, you know, you might have a, a, a pet. It doesn't have to be old. I mean, scientifically, if scientists or veterinarians are looking specifically at cognitive dysfunction syndrome, we find it as young as dogs of seven or eight years of age. Whereas clients or as um, pet owners, we don't tend to see them till they're 12 or 13 years of age before we start recognizing cognitive dysfunction syndrome. So there are a lot of other factors, pet-based, disease-based factors, as well as concurrent medications that would determine which medication we would then tend to lean towards. For me, I tend to look at whether there's other issues as well. If it's just for pain, well, you know, there are lots of variety of medications available. And once again, as a veterinarian, I guess I would lean towards the registered known products that we know have been thoroughly experimented and safe for long-term use. And if those are not available to me or they're not giving me a sufficient response, then certainly CBD oil, gabapentin, those products come into fold. And we would probably choose one based on whatever the most benefit it would give to that particular patient. So if the dog's suffering from anxiety, if it's suffering from cognitive dysfunction, I'll probably tend to choose CBD because it does have neuroprotective function. It can slow the uh, cognitive dysfunction syndrome down. You know, if it's just acute pain and anxiety and it's a cat, well, there's a lot less information known about cats and, and CBD. So I would tend to reach for gabapentin in that situation. So it is something that needs to be assessed by your veterinarian, depending on which product suits your pet best. You mentioned acute presentations there. I guess in my mind, I've always just thought of CBD as sort of a long-term use product for chronic conditions, but can it be used effectively acutely, like for short-term acute presentations and then discontinued and then reintroduced as needed if there's any flare-ups, for example, or is that sort of not its best use? Well, I've started using that in short-term conditions as well. For example, post-surgical in some cases. And look, I'm getting really good results, no side effects. And I do ramp it up quite quickly in those acute phases. But when you're talking about chronic cases, certainly there's the opportunity to go slow, which is the recommended way of approaching any non-registered, non-licensed product and slowly build it up, watching for side effects or adverse events. Acutely, I've used it a couple of times where my routine drugs are of no good. You know, the, kidney, the, dog, the dog or the cat's got kidney disease. 
and I need something else different that I can use and it's anxious, for example. So I do tend to reach for CBD in those situations and I've had pretty good results with it. I do find that I do get a response within a day or two, but it is fair to say starting slow and going up slowly, you might it might take longer for you to get a response as well. But I've also found that a response at a much lower dose rate can occur as well. So there is a fair bit of individual variance and that's that, that's also something that we have to be a little bit careful about because uh, different animals individual animals will absorb it at different rates as well yeah it just highlights again the importance of using cbd under the care of a licensed veterinarian to mitigate any of those risks and to get the dosing right for the individual animal would you think that cbd would be a good approach a first approach if someone their dog was in the early stages of a degenerative disease and they didn't really want to go for any of the heavier medications at that point, could they potentially use CBD initially and see how that goes and then over time progress to something heavier if need be? Is that an approach that people could take with their dogs? Like I guess I'm just thinking with our French bulldog, like his back's a bit of a mess, but he's not so far that we need to put him on medication. But I'm, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, maybe just a low dose of CBD might just give him a little bit of peace and comfort for the next couple of years until things degenerate further and then we might need to go on to something like gabapentin, longer term. That's a very good point, Narelle, and I think you're, you're very correct in that. Because it's a natural compound, there is a, a perception that it's safer. It is uh, certainly got a very high safety profile, but we do know that it does affect the liver, so we do have to be a little bit careful about that aspect of it as well. With respect to uh, using it for, say, your dog's uh, back problem, I think it's a brilliant application for that. This comes back to the original uh, statement I made just now uh, about what is actually therapeutic levels. Because there's no point treating something if you're not getting a therapeutic effect. So we do know that we can give CBD for pain alone and we do know roughly the uh, correct dose to achieve that. And of course, I'm talking about the pure pharmaceutical grade CBD that because we do have accurate control of what we're doing. And the next question is, what level do I need to use to achieve a neuroprotective effect of CBD? For example, if your dog's got a back issue, if I want to not just suppress pain, but I want to protect the nerve, nerve function and preserve nerves, what dose rate do I need to get to before I get that effect? And that's a lot of these questions are still under research at the moment. So I guess in that situation, I would tend to look at it saying, look, if your dog's got muscle spasms on its back, if it's got pain and discomfort, if it looks a bit stiff and getting up, we would titrate our CBD dosage up to a level whereby we can control most of that or until we see some adverse events happening. And that could be excessive drinking, it could be vomiting diarrhea, it could be excessive licking or some sort of abnormal behavior. And then what I might do then is back it off a little bit and hopefully getting to a point whereby I have a happy, healthy dog with no pain and probably some neuroprotection there would be where I would go to. But exactly what dose I need to achieve for neuroprotection, I do not know. But hopefully we can at least at the very least control the pain and get the benefit of perhaps doing neuroprotection as well. Yeah, and I guess it doesn't have to be all or nothing, one or the other. It doesn't have to be CBD or another medication. From what I've heard, that CBD can be used quite safely alongside standard veterinary medications. So if someone's combining the two, the beauty of that might be that a lower dose of a medication can be used to minimise potential long-term side effects of that drug while still supporting the dog and getting a therapeutic benefit over time. Yeah, that's right, Narelle. The thing about it is that I guess I look at CBD as another drug. I treat it like a drug. It's, I've got to respect it. It has known side effects, even though they're very mild. It's very low in toxicity because the toxic dose rates are thousands of times higher than therapeutic dose rates. So we know that uh, generally we're not going to cause a lot of harm with CBD. That's the good thing. But I still look at it as it is another drug in my armament of pain care. I guess in, I don't tend to separate natural remedies from drugs in so much as I respect natural remedies as much as I would respect registered drugs in both trying to understand your side effects, your benefits, and your dose rates. 
Hi, Dr. Chris. It's Glenn here. I'm the untalented passenger on this show. So I'm sitting back and listening to the conversation between Narelle and yourself in regards to this. But something that is sparking a little interest in myself, I would probably say as a consumer level, when you're talking about side effects, what would be some of the most common seen side effects that you would see with CBD? The most common side effect I see really is uh, sedation. We do see good side effects as well, which some of it is actually really beneficial, such as increased appetite, especially in your older dogs or your animals with kidney disease. Once again, increased appetite is a great thing to have. We do see a mood balancing effect, whereby it's an anxiolytic as well as an antidepressant effect. And so dogs that are getting older, that might be getting a little bit you know, confused, might be barking more. I found that those dogs have benefited a lot from CBD as well, because once again, it's low toxicity. It doesn't affect the kidneys, which we are always very worried about with older animals. Dry mouth syndrome is described in people, and we do find that some animals drink more water with CBD, but I do not see any changes in renal parameters that would make me concerned that it's actually affecting the kidneys at all. So I do think that that's a dry mouth syndrome in animals as well, essentially, causing the increase in drinking, vomiting and diarrhea. But, you know, the thing about it is that could be as much the carrier oil as it is the CBD drug itself, because most CBDs are mixed in with some form of carrier oil. Generally, the side effects are low, but we do have issues when we start mixing CBD or any psychotropic type drugs, potentially psychotropic drugs with antidepressants. So if you mix it with other antidepressants, we could potentially get and gabapentin and all these other painkiller drugs with antidepressants, you could get a serotonin syndrome, which can cause seizures and potentially death. So I guess that's where we want to stay well clear of that, even though the CBD product by itself in a healthy animal is super safe, when you mix it in with drug interactions, perhaps liver failure as your pet's getting older, and it can't metabolize these drugs and eliminate it as well as it should, then you get a relative overdose of all these drugs building up in the system, and that's where we get in trouble. So adequate monitoring is really, really important in safe usage of any drug. And as I said to you, I treat CBD like I would any other drug. Yeah, it's a really good point. And as a qualified herbalist as well, I'm always telling people just because it's natural, just because it's plant-based doesn't mean it's automatically safe. And herbs have such powerful effects in the body that people aren't aware of and brush aside. And But something like St. John's wort, I mean, that's one of the most contraindicated herbs out there with in terms of other medications and things like that that people may not think about. So I don't know why today I've been sort of separating the CBD as a natural alternative from, you know, the other sort of standard veterinary medications when they are all drugs and do have powerful effects in the body that people definitely need to be aware of. I guess it's really my point of view. I mean, uh, it's just the way I think. You're completely correct. All your natural remedies, they all have side effects and toxicities when used inappropriately. And that's why it needs to be guided by somebody like yourself or somebody that's educated in it. It goes no different for CBD. Fortunately, though, CBD is much safer than a lot of our therapeutic drugs. In Australia, it's actually been de-licensed from an S4 to S3 drug. So in other words, it's a pharmacy drug, potentially. Now, that's not going to happen for a few more years because it's going to pass some regulatory hurdles. But as a class of drug, it has been dropped from S4 to S3. So that shows the level of safety that, and the benefits of CBD at low dose away from toxic levels are fantastic. And that's why I guess we're in this conversation, really, because it is an exciting product that is both natural, it's organic as well. It's got a lot of new therapeutic applications that we're not even fully aware of yet. For example, I think there is a study uh, describing CBD as a new therapy in pain because it's using a glycine pain pathway that no, none of our current pain drugs are using. That's why it's so safe to add to other painkillers as well to give us that cumulative or synergistic effect where, you know, one plus one doesn't necessarily even equal two, it could equal three. Mm. Um, so CBD, because it's completely in a different system to our pain pathways in many cases, the side effects are also on a different pathway. So it becomes something that we can add to a lot of other drugs very, very safely as well. So 
We talk about a lot about side effects. I think that's just because as a medical professional, always cautious about causing harm. And that's a lot of the focus of medical professionals. You know, we want to get the best result, but with the least harm. And of course, to achieve that, we're always thinking about you know, the harm aspect and how we can minimize that to maximize the benefits. But certainly that the safety and effectiveness of CBD is something that uh, is well worth looking into and, and using on your pets. But find somebody that's familiar with CBD medications, as well as, you know, all the other routine therapeutics and balance it. Because the trick is if you get a good balance, you can have the maximum lifespan with the least amount of discomfort and least amount of damage to organ systems, which leads to better health. I think it's really exciting that pharmaceutical grade prescribed CBD is available to our pets in Australia now. That was a big point of wanting to do the show with you today is because of my journey with my French Bulldog and wanting to source a pure source of CBD and not some random product from the internet that I don't know what it's contaminated with. I don't know what dose to use. I don't know how to titrate up or to manage the frequency. I really wanted to highlight to people in Australia, pet owners in Australia, CBD Vets Australia is an option and it is really straightforward. So go to their website, cbdvetsaustralia.com.au. It's full of amazing information and resources. Their blog page has lots of really interesting articles that people can read. And the actual process to speak to someone at CBD Vets Australia is really straightforward. You can give them a call or you can just fill out their online form and then they will give you a call back to get the ball rolling. And so the way it worked with us, I contacted CBD Vets Australia. I had a call back and then they just put me in touch with the closest vet uh, vet to me who prescribes CBD. And it was a really straightforward process. I took my dog there. My dog had a full vet check and we had a great conversation about, you know, what was going on and what my goals were for the dog. And we're still in that process, but I just want to let people know, do the right thing by your dog. Don't risk some adulterated product that either has too high or toxic levels of compounds in it or on the other end of the spectrum may have nothing medicinal or therapeutic in it at all. And it's just an oil that's been marketed for therapeutic benefit. I know we're really conscious of your time, Dr. Lee. Is there anything else you wanted to let the listeners know today about CBD Vets Australia or CBD itself? I've only dealt with uh, CBD Vets Australia. My confidence in them is that the uh, products that they are selling are of extremely high quality. They supply a certificate of analysis for every product that I get from them. So I do know that I'm getting pure products. And that's important to me because for me, I'm not here to waste people's money on things that may not work. I do want things that work and work well. So uh, I do find that good quality CBD products are not cheap. It's not necessarily uh, something that I guess it is necessarily affordable for everybody, but uh, certainly with with small dogs and cats, it's extremely affordable for your really large dogs, especially if you're using using it for epilepsy and things like that, where we tend to use higher doses, it can be quite expensive, but it's certainly well worth investigating. It is a bit of a panacea in that it's low toxicity, great benefits, multiple benefits throughout the whole body, It's involved in making your pets feel a lot better. And for me, we started off dipping our toe in it uh, with a couple of hundred mils. And now we are ordering it by the liters every month because there are so many pets that we are using it on that are benefiting from CBD now. And people are finding that the pharmaceutical grades are so much more effective and safer than just a random product off the shelves, which has no compliance to it. In other words, they don't have to be truthful with what they say is on the label. On that note, please talk to people that uh, use CBD oil and try to get the pharmaceutical grade stuff. Try it on your pets. It's fair to say that it doesn't work for every single pet, but uh, for most pets that we've used it on, you know, a good 80% of people continue on with it and some even with very large dogs because they've seen the benefits of it and it's well worth the effort to uh, to access it. So, look, it's a, it's a completely new sort of a group of therapy that we haven't had before in the medical field. So definitely look into it, and especially if your dog's uh, suffering from comorbidities and you need something that's low toxic, then certainly talk to, uh, to CB Vets Australia. Yeah, and I just want to point out too, there's provision on the CBD Vets Australia website for vets to become a prescriber. 
I guess for those people who are in areas where there isn't a current prescribing vet close by to them, they may be able to gently convince their current vet to look into using that service with CBD Vets Australia. I know that I'm gently encouraging our own personal vet to uh, jump on board with the process. So it's just an option for people if, you know, they might just highlight their vet may not be aware that CBD Vets Australia is a service available to them. So, you know, you could always highlight that to your vet in a really nice way. It's been wonderful having you on the show today, Dr. Lee, and to highlight what CBD is, what conditions it can be effectively used for, some of the things people need to be aware of in terms of the risks and the side effects and the importance of accurate dosing and having a pure pharmaceutical grade product. Once again, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dr. Lee. That was an interesting conversation with Dr. Lee. It was. It's so great to get experts in the field talking about something that a lot of people are interested in, but just don't know where to go to get accurate information and resources about it. So CBD, because it's not available legally for, say, natural healthcare practitioners to prescribe. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I've spent much time looking into because it's not available for me to give to clients. Mm. So when our French Bulldog OP started to have a few mobility issues and I'm like, oh, I'd love to explore CBD. I didn't know what to do or where to go. There's a lot of well-meaning people that will give you recommendations for what to buy online. But because of my background and, you know, I am so particular about quality and knowing exactly what my human clients are getting and my dog clients as well. I don't differentiate and say dog we don't need to know exactly what the excipients are and things like that. So I loved when I came across CBD Vets Australia's website and was able to talk to the people who actually know about it. And you're not getting a kickback from it either. Oh, I wish I was somehow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be nice to get some cheaper CBD. But, you know, like Dr. Lee said, you do get what you pay for. And if you've tried CBD from an online source and you haven't seen the results or you've had negative effects that you've noticed in your dog, then it might be worth trying. It doesn't have to, you know, be a lifetime commitment. You can go through CBD Vets Australia, get a quote, try it out for a short period of time and just make an assessment based on that. I know Narelle came in and when she started researching all about CBD, she was like, "Wee!" And I said, all right, well, let's do a podcast on it. And that was that. And speaking of acts of quality, let's wrap up by talking about our wonderful sponsors, which we normally do at the start of the show. However, because we had Dr. Lee on, we wanted to get straight into that interview. So tell us about our wonderful sponsors. Our first sponsor is Big Dog Pet Foods. Big Dog are an Australian company that have been manufacturing raw pet foods for 20 years now. So long before raw food feeding became a fad. So they really are the leaders and the experts in their field. Some of the key points of difference with Big Dog as compared to many other pet food companies is that Big Dog only use human grade ingredients in their raw patties and there's absolutely nothing synthetic or artificial added in. And as a natural healthcare practitioner, I just love that. They also offer complete transparency in everything they do. And something that we both love is the fact that they often post behind the scenes videos of their product manufacturing process. And the reason they can do that is because Big Dog believe in the quality of their products and the quality of the ingredients that they use in their products. And so like they have nothing to hide from the consumer, which that's not something you typically see from any of the big pet food manufacturers. A lot of people may also not realise that the Big Dog patties are nutritionally complete and balanced according to official guidelines. So in this case, they conform with the AFCO nutritional standards. Big Dog offer a great variety of different protein types, which means there's something to suit the taste buds of nearly every dog. They also offer a great variety when it comes to treating various health conditions. For example, this is one that I've used a lot, like their kangaroo formula is only 4% fat as fed, which makes it a suitable option for dogs with mild cases of pancreatitis. Their goat formula has very low phosphorus levels at only 0.2% as fed, which makes it a great option for dogs with mild stages of kidney disease and where owners still would prefer to feed a little bit of raw food in the dog's diet. Patties like their lamb formula are super high in calories, so even just one 250-gram patty contains nearly 600 calories, which is really great for dogs that need to gain weight or for very active and sporting dogs. And then they also have their single-protein formula, for dogs with suspected food intolerances or allergies. 
I highly recommend that everyone visit their website, bigdogpetfoods.com. Check out their resource centre, which is full of articles and guides and frequently asked questions all about raw food feeding, natural diets, and just general health and nutrition for both dogs and cats. I know I always tend to focus on dogs, but Big Dog also have raw food formulas for cats as well. So definitely check that out if you're a cat owner. Jump onto their social media pages, like their Facebook page, like their Instagram page, full of amazing tips and resources there as well. So that's Big Dog Pet Foods. Our other sponsor, like Big Dog, is Bell and & Bone, and they are also an Australian company, and they make a range of dental sticks, collagen sticks, superfood treats, and freeze-dried treats. Again, like Big Dog, Bell & Bone believe in using quality ingredients and providing complete transparency when it comes to what they put in all of their products. All of the ingredients in the Bell & Bone range are natural and healthy, which is so great to see, especially when it comes to dental sticks and dog treats. And each of the dental and collagen sticks have real meat as the number one ingredient, where commonly on the market you'll see grains as the number one ingredient. The dental sticks are great because they contain active ingredients that have been proven to not only freshen your dog's breath, but more importantly, to fight plaque and tartar. So a really good way to think about it in terms of if you give your dog a dental stick that doesn't contain active ingredients... It's like us cleaning our teeth with just a toothbrush and not using any toothpaste. So it just doesn't make sense. Their collagen sticks are great to boost mobility and just to promote better health and well-being overall. So you can find Bell & Bone online or in-store at your favourite pet specialty store Australia-wide. So that's bellandbone.com.au. And as an ongoing special for listeners of the show, you can get 20% off Bell & Bone products using the coupon code LADYBUG definitely jump on their website, bellandbone.com.au, enter the coupon code LADYBUG, all one word. So thank you to our wonderful sponsors for the show. As always, great products, great service, great care for the pet community at large. And Before we finish up, why don't you tell the listeners all about the range that you're offering? I'm super excited to be stocking the Vet Activate range. A lot of the listeners will already be familiar with the joint health and the joint care products that the Vet Activate brand sells. So that's their products based on turmeric and curcumin and, you know, rose hips. So they're amazing products for joint health and joint care. But what I'm really excited about now is that I'm also stocking their Brain Fuel. The Brain Fuel product is based on MCT oil. And one of my favourite uses for MCT oil is for senior dogs or dogs that are ageing because there's a lot of research around the use of MCT oil for things such as canine cognitive dysfunction syndrome and just improved quality of life for our older dogs. So definitely get onto that. And then there's also their dental health product. So the dental health is based on the active ingredient Ascophyllum nodosum, which is a bit of a mouthful, but it has been clinically shown to reduce plaque and tartar in dogs. So the beautiful thing about that is for pet owners who are not comfortable in feeding their dogs whole raw bones, this is a great alternative to still keep their teeth nice and clean. And last but not least, your liquid herbs. Yes, I've got the Vet Activate range, which is just going off the shelf. And I should have mentioned with the joint health and the joint care, they have actually sold out, unfortunately. And I'm expecting new stock to arrive towards the end of November. So for those of you who are currently using those products, you just have to wait a few more weeks to restock your shelves. Goes to show how popular they are. They're amazing. And we've spoken on previous shows about the benefits we've seen from both of those products, particularly with Ladybug, Mm. with her spinal injuries. And also that little video of that dog that was limping up the stairs and after a couple of weeks of being on that product was running up the stairs on its own with a much better gait. If you haven't seen that, jump onto my Instagram page, Natural Health and Nutrition, and you'll see that video of the dog before and after the Vet Activate Joint Health. And if you are a listener and you're using the joint health or joint care on your dog and you're seeing enormous benefits please video it and send it in to me. We would love to see it. I know Vet Activate would love to get testimonials. So please make contact with me if that's something you'd love to share with everyone else. Moving on to my liquid herbs, I've got a great range of liquid herbal options. The top two sellers are always the milk thistle and the mushroom elixir. So they're great, super safe tonics for dogs to use every day long term. And you can read about why you might choose one of those for your dogs and the benefits on my website, naturalhealthandnutrition.com.au. And I guess one more thing before we go is my short course. Yeah, we better talk about that because that's been getting some traction lately as well. 
Yeah, so I've done a short course. It's all about understanding commercial pet food labels. So it goes for about two hours. It's only $39 Australian and it's broken down into great little chunks of information. So you can do a little bit at a time if you don't have a full two hours spare in one go. But it takes you through everything you need to know about how to understand what you're actually feeding your dog. So what the different words on a pet food packet mean, what the guaranteed analysis means, what the ingredients list means and the different foods in the ingredients list mean. So really fundamental information for every pet owner to understand what their dog's eating because that's a big part of their health and their longevity. How about since Bell and Bone have just given a nice generous offer to have a discount off that you do one for your short course as well? Absolutely, I can do that. So what I can do for all the listeners today, let's do a 50% off. That's very generous. Yeah, so I will on my Facebook page, Natural Health for People and Pets. So what we could do for a coupon code, since Bell and Bone are using Ladybug, we better not leave out some of our other dogs. So let's do Pixel, mm-hmm. Pixel 50. Pixel 50, P-I-X-E-L 50. Yep. I will make that happen and you can jump onto my website, select the course, make sure you enter the coupon code and happy learning. And even if you don't use it for yourself, like many other people do, is if you can recommend it to other people who may benefit from it, because I'm telling you now, there's a lot of people out there, like I'm talking hundreds of thousands of people who autonomously go into supermarkets and they just simply buy anything off the shelf without doing any research whatsoever in it because they've been commercially conditioned to do so. Many of us have. I've done mm-hmm. it. You've done it. Most of us do it. It's not an insult to anybody. It's just a, a way of life. So it's just we don't know what we don't know. It's just we, we don't know. know. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll be beneficial to anybody who's got a domestic pet, even people who've got any type of pet whatsoever, but specifically in this case for dogs and cats, mm. they could read exactly what it is that they're putting into their bowls every day for the rest of that pet's life. Absolutely. It is truly fundamental information that pet owners really need to be educated around. And it's interesting because I get a lot of dog trainers listening to the show and when they do the course, like these are industry experienced people and even they're learning things that they didn't know before about what they're feeding their dogs. And well, how I was going to say that it's probably not a bad idea that a lot of other industry professionals are doing it because unfortunately we get a little bit into a mantra of just selling whatever's in the front office or the front room or anything like that without really knowing what is it that Mm. I'm giving or recommending to my clients, my patients, my staff, my customers, whatever. Yeah. And it's sad. And and this comes back to why we're so passionate in our support of companies such as Big Dog and Bell and Bone, because there are a lot of unscrupulous companies out there selling dog food. Mm -hmm. And it really does fall back on the buyer to do their due diligence in assessing that food before they feed it to their pets. Absolutely. So don't believe the marketing hype. Do the course, learn the information for yourself and both you and your pet will be better off for it. Last thing before we do go, tell everyone where they can find you, all the deets. I've already mentioned my website, naturalhealthandnutrition.com.au. That's where all the information about me and my products can be found. That's where you can purchase the Herbal Tonics, the Vet Activate range and the Understanding Commercial Pet Foods course. If you want to email me, you can do that at norel at naturalhealthnutrition.com.au. If you've got any questions about the show, you can either email me or jump onto the Facebook page, Natural Health for People and Pets, and just pop a post there and I'll see that and we can have a chat that way. And don't forget to like your Instagram. You keep forgetting that every show. Yes, I'm slowly learning to use Instagram. So please support me by liking my page Mm -hmm. and I will put more content on there. That sounds good. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye. 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 